Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. When it comes to working through intense emotions, most people only have like three skills. Things like talk it out or avoid it or try to cope or, you know, my favorite, eat something. Now, these skills might work great in a couple of situations or they might be just fine in the short term. But if these are the only skills that you have, then when big, loud, intense emotions come up for you, you probably don't know what to do with them. And, and that's when things can get ugly. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So, welcome to the course, How to Process Your Emotions, 30 Plus Essential Mental Health Skills. This course uses exercises, video, audio, quotes, visuals, narratives, short readings, workbook exercises, and links to extended resources. If you want access to all these essential resources ad-free in one convenient location, you can buy the full course using the link below. In my course, you're going to learn over 30 skills to process emotions. These are the skills you'd learn in like a year of therapy. Now, obviously, this course is not therapy. Therapy is this incredible process between two human beings working together in a customized environment of growth. But as one part of therapy, I teach skills and you can learn those emotion processing skills right here. Now, when I talk about processing emotions, I mean we literally need to go through a process to regulate and resolve our emotions. In this video, you're gonna learn what emotion processing is, what gets in the way of it, and how you can start to learn to work through your emotions so they don't build up in a harmful way in your life. Okay, so let's start by making a little analogy. We're gonna compare emotion processing to a fish processing factory. Every day, trucks arrive carrying piles of the latest catch. They come with salmon, halibut, crab, lobster, tilapia, and other uh, delicious seafood. At our processing factory, we need to check in the trucks, figure out what's in them, unload the trucks, cut the seafood into useful portions, throw out the unusable parts, package the seafood, label it, and send it out to stores where it can be used to make delicious salmon fillets and sushi and butterfly shrimp. This sounds delicious if you like seafood. Now, remember, this is an analogy to emotion processing, and some emotions, just like some fish, can be quite unpleasant. Stinky, to say the least. So let's say that one sunny day, something goes wrong. A truck arrives full of fish that are too big for our machines to handle. We may try to run them through anyway, but that makes our machines break down. Because the machines aren't working, the workers leave for the day because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to fix the machines. Now we've got trucks loaded with unprocessed fish sitting outside, but we can't process them and more trucks are coming in, but they can't be processed either. Now you can see where this is going, right? the fish start to rot. You and your workers are starting to feel stressed out. You start to wonder what's gonna happen with our factory? What's gonna happen with our jobs? So we try to cope with the stress in the best way we know how, right? Maybe we use one of our three skills. We vent to a coworker about how much we hate processing fish, or we leave and go to lunch. But basically we just try not to think about those trucks of fish. 
And pretty soon the trucks become more and more stinky, oozy, even like terrifying. The longer we leave them, the easier it is to avoid them and the harder it is to face them. Maybe we avoid the trucks for days, weeks, years. At some point, the fish that had the potential to be purposeful and delicious become rotting and putrid. At this point, we don't want to go anywhere near the trucks of fish. They seem too terrible to face or approach. But avoiding the trucks seriously messes up our lives. We can't work because other trucks can't get in. We can't process seafood. Our employees are out of work and the grocers are out of fish. Our processing factory, or rather our life, is not working. One day, we drive up to the factory and we decide something needs to change. We get out the big hoses, the galoshes, the shovels, and we dive in. We clean out the trucks. It's painful, it's stinky, it's scary, but we get through it. Maybe we need to ask for help. Maybe we need to find someone who knows how to fix the broken machine, or we need to get some extra support to finish the cleaning. We get our factory back in order, and then we decide that to prevent that from happening again, we need to process each truck as it arrives or soon after. And soon, as each truckload of seafood comes in, we check it in, we unload the trucks, we cut the seafood into usable portions, we throw out the unusable parts, we package that seafood, we label it, and we send it out to grocery stores, and we're back in business, right? Our factory is running smoothly, we're turning a profit, and we feel pretty good about life. Now this is what emotion processing looks like. When big emotions come rolling in, we notice them, we name them, we pause and we decide what to do with them. We cut out the faulty thinking that makes things worse and we work with our body to calm down. And we break those emotions down into smaller pieces. We explore what they are. We decide what to do with them, whether to act on them or to make some changes or, you know, just accept them as, as a beautiful part of life and the process of being alive. And then our emotions generally resolve and we generally feel pretty good. But sometimes something goes wrong. Sometimes our emotions get backed up. Maybe just like if you have too many trucks of fish, maybe you get overwhelmed with too many emotions to process at once. Maybe you go through some big trauma that's too big to deal with at once. Or maybe work is too stressful and overwhelming. Or maybe you've got something biological that goes wrong, right? You're not sleeping well or your body gets sick. And it just feels too overwhelming to deal with that truckload of emotions that keeps coming in. And on top of the old trucks of emotions, new trucks are arriving every day. Many people have a backlog of unprocessed emotions. So in response to that, one of the most common things people do is they avoid their feelings. Maybe you try not to think about them. Maybe you use drugs or food to feel good for a while. Maybe you avoid your feelings by keeping too busy or by blaming someone else. But a lot of them have been doing it for so long that they don't even notice that they're doing it. And the longer those emotions have been there, the harder it is to process them. Our three old skills, talk about it, eat something, or try not to think about it, they just aren't working anymore. Our life feels broken, we stop functioning, everything feels overwhelming. And hopefully at this point, you reach out for help. This is, this is what the therapy process is like. Your therapist helps you name your emotions, helps you work through them, helps you identify them, and teaches you the skills to keep your emotion processing factory running smoothly. 
Um, they teach you about cognitive distortions and they teach you about, you know, how you frame your thinking. And they teach you how to work through those emotions so that the backup doesn't happen in the future. So in this course, I'm going to teach about a year's worth of skills you would learn in therapy to work through, um, resolve, and act on your powerful, beautiful, intense emotions on your own. People who know how to process their emotions are more successful in life and happier in general. They, they know what to do with strong emotions. They have better relationships and they have better physical health. And the best part of all of this is you can learn this. Now, there's some good reasons why most people aren't very good at emotion processing. And it's not your fault, right? But there is something you can do about it. So this, this first big reason why a lot of people don't know how to process their emotions is that we've been taught to suppress our emotions. One of my relatives recently told me the story of her and her father. When she was a little kid, her parents got divorced. And she was just little. She was going to kindergarten. And for some reason, she was crying at school one day and her teacher let her dad know. Now, I'm sure her teacher was just trying to help this, you know, this tender little child. But her dad thought that the girl's crying was disrupting the class. He took her home and he told her, you don't cry at school ever again. If you cry at school, I'll give you something to cry about when you get home. In that moment, that little girl learned that emotions are dangerous. You're not supposed to have them. You need to suppress them or you'll get into trouble. And like this little girl, so many of us have been taught that emotions are dangerous, that you're not supposed to have them, that you need to push them down or you'll get out of control or get in trouble. The second big reason that you don't process emotions is that most of us haven't been taught the skills we need to work through emotions. No one taught you how to work through grief or guilt or anger in a healthy way. Things like foreclosure, so this is trying to jump right to solutions, like trying to jump right to feeling better, but skipping the process of feeling your emotions. Um, this is trying to feel good before acknowledging what you're feeling now. And this is, you know, closely tied to avoidance, which is just trying to make uh, feelings go away. Lack of clarity, not even being sure of what the emotion or the problem is. And then another one that gets in the way is instant gratification, right? Choosing things that feel good in the moment, like eating that quart of ice cream, over um, things that feel good in the long run, like facing and resolving tough problems. So you've just got your couple of skills and that limits your ability to resolve emotions. The third reason why people aren't great at emotional regulation is because we get stressed out or overwhelmed by big emotions. The stress response shuts down our ability to think clearly and solve emotions. Now, this course responds to these challenges with three main principles, right? So principle number one is emotion regulation is a process. Our, our emotions, uh, we're, we're like this processing plant. When these emotions come in, and we can't always predict when they'll arrive, we need to identify them, check them in, notice them, name them, identify what we're feeling. And then we need to pause. Uh, we need to explore the emotion without needing to immediately make it go away. And we need to have a calm body and mind to do that. And then the next step is to explore, right? We look to see what those emotions can be used for. We look for their function, their purpose. We break them down into smaller packages. Um, we check ourselves for cognitive distortions, distorted thinking, or distorted ways of seeing that make it impossible for us to process emotions. And we, we resolve those and just like fish guts, you know, we throw those out. And then, you know, the last step is choosing, right? Deciding what to do with our emotions, whether we take action on them 
whether we practice acceptance on them. Um, and, and this is all about choosing to act on our values. When we go through this emotion process, it's, it's like voila, no more putrid emotions. If we can put in the effort to go through the entire process, then we can create something useful and good from all of these emotions. And if at any point in this emotion process we seek to escape, we can get stuck with some pretty stinky results. Now, principle number two, emotion regulation and emotion processing is a skill that can be learned. You can learn and develop the skill through practice, just like physical skills. People sometimes think that it's a trait that you either have or you don't, but our emotional skills are like physical skills. If you wanna be a good tennis player, you need to learn how to hit the ball and how to move and how to stand, and then you need to build up your tennis muscles. But when it comes to emotional skills and muscles, most people were never taught how to use them and how to strengthen them. So this course is designed to provide easy access to practical skills to build emotional strength and mental resilience by processing, accepting, and resolving emotions. The third principle of this course is that emotions are deeper than thoughts and behaviors. We need to access the deeper parts of our brain and our body in order to resolve many emotions. If we could just think our way out of our problems or educate our way into perfect lives, um, you know, most of us wouldn't need much help. But the reality is that our brain is a lot more than our thoughts. We can't just think our way out of emotions or just stop it with many behaviors. And in order to create real lasting change, we need to utilize as many learning styles as possible. So this course is gonna show you some techniques that will take you deeper into healing your emotions in your nervous system, in your bodily response, and in your mind. I'm super excited to be working with you to learn these skills. I have been working on this course for four years and I know that the skills in it are essential to living a happy life. So thank you so much for being here and please stay tuned to my YouTube channel because this is where I'm gonna be publishing the 30 main skills from this course. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.